This is Around Your Kansas Home on AM 580, WIBW, and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at the AroundYourKansasHome.com website. Around Your Kansas Home, providing you information and tips to keep everything around your Kansas home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of Around Your Kansas home. I am Charlie Campbell, hoping all of your home construction and renovation projects turn out Band-Aid free. We do that by cussing and discussing them here every week. And as timely as it may seem, we're going to talk air conditioning today. We might squeak in a little plumbing discussion, but for the most part, I think the fact that it's that time of year to talk about air conditioning makes it the topic of the day. Joining me in studio, Garrett and Nick McCart from Blue Dot Services. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yo. How are we? Good. How are you? Only I don't know that I could get much better. I have brains on HVAC. I have brains on plumbing. I can just unplug and let you guys talk, and, you know, it's all you. Well, that, that could definitely happen. That, that could happen. We've done it before. I, I understand. So let's start with air conditioning because, again, that seems to be the topic right now. All of a sudden, we had a little bit of heat, and we're running systems maybe for the first time this year or longer than normal. And I get lots of questions, Charlie, at AroundYourKansasHome.com as well as the Facebook Message Center. Let's talk 30,000-foot elevation, just the real basics. And I think I'm probably going to direct most of these questions to you, Garrett. Let's talk about the basics of how air conditioning works. We're truly not making cold. We're moving heat. Let's talk about how we're absorbing, moving heat. Let's just talk about the circle of, of, of moving that refrigerant. Yeah, it's basically just a closed loop. Like you said, it's a circle. You're moving that, that refrigerant from one area to the next. So in in common basic terms for, for any homeowner to kind of understand is what you're doing is you're producing and making a block of ice. That block of ice then uh, has air flowing through it and over it, and it produces cold air in your home. There you go. And then in addition to cooling the air, we're also doing something else, provided we've sized the system properly, we're getting rid of humidity. Kind of explain how that process works. The humidity process is is, is fairly simple. Um, you're, you're removing the humidity in your house uh, via via the cold air, but it has to have a runtime, um, a certain runtime to get that humidity where you want it. Right. So if it's perfectly sized, which uh, that would be great if it was that way all the time, but it's not. Um, some houses are, are orientated in a way where that's really hard to find that perfect spot. Um, I know my house, um, my air conditioner runs probably a little longer than I'd like it to when it's really hot out and, and the demand is there. Sure. But it's my 74 degrees in my house feels excellent. Right. Um, whereas an oversized air conditioner in somebody else's house, 74 feels terrible. Sure, sure. And it's all about that humidity. That's what's giving us that feeling. So, you know, I hate to separate this in a male-female perspective. Women tend to be sharper than men. It's it's tough to admit for guys, but men figure if three tons is good, you better put in a four-ton system. Yeah. If you cool too quickly, you're not dehumidifying. 
So while you reach that set point more quickly, the system shuts down quicker. It feels thick. I mean, you can literally feel that in the air. So let's talk briefly about how a system is sized properly. How in the world do you know when you look at a building or a home, how big does it need to be? Um, Well, so they do use a manual J. Uh, Emmanuel J, what that does is it takes R values in relationship to way, the way the, sh- the the building or structure faces north, south, east, west, windows, sure. Sure. R value insulation, wall thickness, exterior. I mean, it goes down to the nitty gritty. If you were to do your due diligence and your guy came out and gave you an estimate, um, he would he would use that manual J. Now, in, in a real world setting, um, pricing being the way it is and people wanting the best price overall mm-hmm. um, you could probably take it a little too far right um, generally in the beginning of time when they built your house depending on how old or new it was that should have been used when they did it right when they built it right um and like you said it's kind of funny you know the guys want it bigger and better you know put a mm-hmm. lift kit on it oh um, sure give me a tow package yep and this thing's gonna run great mm-hmm. but <clears throat> the reality of the situation is is that there's a certain amount of runtime, a certain tonnage or or BTU or however you want to, to call it, right? That that is the perfect amount of runtime that dehumidifies the house, and makes it feel comfortable. Um, and then the other side of it is, you know, let's ramp this thing up, get it huge and big. Man, my air conditioner only ran five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but that five minutes wasn't near enough to get rid of the humidity in your house. Right. Um, so. Like I said, manual J, they should be doing their due diligence on that. A lot of times when we go in and do an estimate on a house, I think it's a great idea, and, and we have all our sales guys ask the customers, you know, is, is it comfortable? Is 74 comfortable? Is, is right. 72 comfortable? Right. Um, and, and if it is, the tonnage is probably correct. You know, right. what they have is probably correct. Right. As we move into these new motors, out of this PSC motors, and we're moving into these variable speeds and these ECM and X-Drive motors, that changes the game a little bit. Right. I mean, it really does. The airflow changes the game a lot. Um, the old timers would tell you if you know if if you're not dehumidifying, you know, let's lower the blower speed, let's slow it down, and right. and give it more runtime and give it sure. more chance to humidify. Sure. Um, these new X drives, variable speeds, kind of do that for you, but that's really all up to the install. And did they set the dip switches the way they should be? Is is everything the way it should? And and let's not forget ductwork. Um, oh yeah, ductwork's a huge deal. Um, so when, when somebody sizes a system for ductwork, um, and then you go in and change that system, but don't change the ductwork, I mean, everything is designed by and for what was originally put in there. Mm-hmm. So we run into a lot of problems with, uh, ductwork sizing, not being correct to a unit they put in. And what this does adds restriction to the blower motor as, as wear and tear on, on that, uh, doesn't dehumidify as well, because now you have a surface area that's may not be as large. Uh, or or as, as small as you might sure. need. There's a lot of things that come into play. <clears throat> it, it sounds ridiculous when you when you talk about it. If you're not interested in any of this, just put an air conditioner in, make it run right down my house. Right. Get the heck out of here and move on down the road. And that's the sad part is that a <clears throat> lot of people get to that point. You know, we have so many decisions that we have to make already. And if you're dressed and you've eaten breakfast, you've made at least two decisions already. Right. And we're decision overloaded. The problem is. Where, where it really comes to fruition is when we don't care, when we blow past that because we're busy and we say, well, let's just do this. And then the complaints come in later. Yeah. I can't believe that I put in this brand new system and it won't do this or it won't do that. 
Right. And it goes back to taking that apart, asking those questions like what you mentioned earlier. I'm sure something else that you run into, especially on older homes, as you said, it was originally designed in this particular fashion. Right. Well, what that original design may also have taken into consideration is single pane windows. And now, 10 years ago, somebody upgraded and put in replacement windows. We got rid of a bunch of air leaks. We really got a a tighter envelope. We have a completely different, realistically, a different need now than what was originally there. You're you're 110% correct on that. So so we run into this a lot. What what we have is is you put in a, a system that was a little bit larger and and it worked out great. Uh, you updated some siding. You or what they do is they add vinyl siding sometimes on the old mm-hmm. siding. Uh, you put the foam behind there if you want right. to upgrade it a little bit more. Put in brand new windows. The roof's looking good. It's not as dark as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some trees grew out front that are bigger and shaded a little bit better. And now you got an oversized system. Yeah. And it worked fine before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then you got a customer that calls you up maybe four years later after you put that system in they did all the remodel work and they're like hey this unit you put in it's not there's something wrong exactly. you know 73 used to feel really good in here and now 73 does not feel good right my thermostat says 73 well the first thing a customer wants to say is their thermostat's wrong so they change your thermostat they think that thermostat's got to be wrong right because 73 always used to feel good in mm-hmm. here and now 73 does not yeah when you go over there if you don't really dig in deep which is what what I always tell everybody to do: um, don't overthink a problem. Um, go to the go to the stuff that's not the system first. Let's look at the variables that are going on around that system. Mm-hmm. That system worked before. Why is this system not working? Ask questions. Figure out what you've done different. What have you done different in the house? Right. Um, is there more people in the house? I mean, that's a big thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is there a lot more electronics running in the house? That's a huge thing as well. A lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, how many computers are sitting there? Exactly. The monitors turned off, but mm-hmm. that fans down there mm-hmm. running. You've got heat yeah. being produced by that. Yeah, there's um, there's all kinds of those. You know, did you get a nice? Uh, did you get rid of a an old oven? Get a nice new oven that's maybe not sealed up and, and venting well, a convection right. oven or something. I mean, there's a lot of variables. If a system worked well before and now it's not, a lot of times it's not the system. It's probably the house that it's working mm-hmm. in. So, And then we go back to some things you mentioned about dip switches, blower speed settings. Yep. You know, there are adjustments that can be made, but those are not adjustments that someone, a homeowner that, that is a computer expert, nope. is <clears> not right. going to come home. And just because the, the new system may be computer-based doesn't mean that they're on the same plane. They need to understand this is where getting professionals' eyeballs on it are going to make the big difference. Correct. Spending the time to ask those questions. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times what we run into, um, and I understand, you know, right now the economy the way it is, and gas prices the way they are. Not to get political, but you know, people are trying to save money wherever they can. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, saving money is not saving money. Um, a lot of times, when what professionals and I know Nick, you can say this 100 percent. When we charge a price, it's for the training we put into these guys to learn this stuff to set it up the correct way. Right. Anybody, you know, I could say almost anybody could go in and hook power up to something, tape something up, put some metal together and, mm-hmm. and call it good. But did, did they set the parameters to where that thing's supposed to be running? Right. You know, and that's that's why, you know, we, we try to emphasize a lot of training for the equipment that we sell and that we do. Right. And it pays dividends because we, we've had guys put stuff in that have not been trained on that. And they struggle, and then we have guys that have we've sent spent many and many a days, two three days of training, 
and that kind of that that's kind of where the cost comes into when sure. we do an install. And at the end of the day, that manifests itself into a long-term project that you're happy with. You don't yeah. have yeah. those complaints. Exactly. So when those disappear, sometimes we don't think about them because they don't become an issue. We're not making that call later. Right. It's when we saved a dollar here. Yep. And we, we cut a few dollars off the project. Oh, you know, instead of spending this, let's just do this. Because, you know, it sounds like the systems are going to be similar. Yeah. But it's that technician in the field that's making one simple tweak of a, of a dip switch, a blower speed setting. It's making those knowledge-filled adjustments. Yeah, fine-tune, <clears throat> fine-tune adjustments. Fine-tune adjustments. I, I think one way people are trying to save money is not having the technician come out this year. Whereas really saving money would be to have it cleaned and checked every year, having it looked at, making sure your filters are clean, making sure it's clean like that. <clears throat> You're going to spend more money fixing it than you are maintaining it. So. Absolutely. And I want to get into cleaning, maintaining, what should be done as we get into more and more heat and humidity next. Don't touch that dial. You never know where it's been. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Introducing the new M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. This high-performance audio system features dual 3-inch speakers that deliver loud, clear sound with deep, accurate bass. A customizable EQ allows you to adjust settings to your preferred levels. The M18 job site radio features a stackable design delivering maximum versatility. Metal speaker grills protect from drops, water, and debris. Integrated handles provide an easy way to transport and store the M18 job site radio. Featuring a digital AM-FM processor, the M18 job site radio provides the highest reception accuracy and signal quality. Delivering loud, clear sound in a durable, compact package, the M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. What projects do you have coming up as we head into the summer? Charlie at AroundYourKansasHome.com. If you're not a member of our Facebook family, my only question would be, why not? Go to Facebook.com, search Around Your Kansas Home, click that silly-looking little thumb, and join our family there. Joining us in studio Garrett and Nick McCart from Blue Dot here in Topeka. We're talking air conditioning. Guys, thanks a bunch for taking time out of your Saturday morning for having sure. us. to yeah, join us. I mean, this here. is awesome. So what I really want to tear into now is the, the, some of the most basic, simple things. What we spent the first portion of the program talking about is the fact at a 30,000 feet elevation, air conditioning is simply taking a refrigerant and moving it from indoors to outdoors and we're either taking heat from out from inside and we're dumping it outside in the summer if it's a heat pump we're picking up heat outside and bringing it inside that is only successful if we're able to properly move air the most basic thing that i think is missed is keeping that filter clean new and that varies based on how you live in your home Guys, let's talk a little bit about the filter, what you recommend, and the success. Um, there's several different types of filters. Everything from one inch to uh, to four inch to April Air has got a really nice 2200. It's an accordion style, and they all recommend different 
months, spans, times of change. Those, those are recommended. you got to remember that. That's a recommended for manufacturer. Sure. And like you said, I always tell everybody when they get a new filter system from us, um, they like the six months. I got a six-month filter. It's just a four-inch uh, pleated. Uh, and, and you know, everybody's lifestyle is different. Do you mm-hmm. cook a lot? You know, mm-hmm. do you have a lot of pets? Um, do you leave the door open, the windows a lot? Check it. You know, when you first start doing it, the manufacturer says six months. Let's check it after three. Let's check it after four. Let's sure. check it after five. You sure. know, how, how dirty is it? And then you get a really good feel of how, how often you need to change it. Um, right. The 2200s are nice. I know I gave a plug to to the manufacturer of that, but <laughs> um, the one-year filters are nice. I mean, they're an annual. They're really easy for customers to remember, you know, on this date, every year I have to change it. Right. But, you know, like I said, there's variables. Like anything else, there's there's variables that go on there that, that change that, that recommendation. Well, Garrett, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said it really depends on how you live. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that when we talk about new construction. Annette Stahl, Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. We've been doing a Build Your Home series where we started from a hole in the ground. And I think it's actually next week that we do the celebration show in the completed home. We talk a lot about how you live. And it's easy to think about no matter what month of the year it is, if you're having that consultation with an HVAC expert and he says to you, how do you live? You're thinking about how you live today, maybe yesterday, and how you're going to live next week. But you have to think about the entire year when you're looking at that system. Are you the type that opens the windows in the spring and the fall? Or are you the type that really doesn't need windows other than to look through? You go from heating to cooling, and those windows never open. Just that alone makes a major difference on the amount of dirt in a home. Another topic that you brought up that I don't think we really spend enough time on is, do you have pets in the home? It is amazing what pet hair will do while we don't really see it. If we have a properly sized system, we have enough air changes, we're sucking a lot of that stuff that's atmospheric. And where is it ending up? Right in the filter. Yep. Yeah, I have a a, uh, Siberian Husky that that likes to blow its coat pretty often indoor house. And I know all too well about that dog fur. Yeah. Um, I live within like 100 feet of a, of a dirt road. That makes People a do about 75 miles an hour on. <laughs> uh-huh. And that, that dust floats across my house and across the yard. And it, even though I have to keep the doors closed or windows closed, that dust comes. I don't know how it gets in the house, but it's in there. <laughs> Testing <laughs> out those 33s. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so now we talked about the filter inside. And what that's doing is it's protecting the amount of dirt buildup on the blower it's protecting the a coil inside but it doesn't matter you could change that filter every day inside and you're still not going to have an efficiently operating system if you aren't matching the cleanliness outdoors you've got to get rid of the heat that's coming out to that outdoor unit and cleaning that outdoor coil i get a lot of emails and i have never seen something where an individual end user makes more mistakes than how they clean or if they clean that outdoor unit. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that you do not want to take a garden hose and just point it at the unit and blow that dirt deeper into the fins. Talk a little bit about the basics of cleaning an outdoor unit. Um, 
<clears throat> most of the time you want to unjacket it, obviously undo the power. Um, you know, disconnect that main control power and, and turn off the thermostat. You want no no power at all to that unit when you're going to do it on your own. I don't recommend doing it on your own, and every air conditioner that I've ever been on is different. Yes. Um, there, there's not one or two the same. And when you talk about unjacketing the unit, you're talking about needing a coffee can for about 600 little bitty screws that yes. love to fly away, and, and they are not easy to find in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not pointing this out because I want anyone that isn't familiar with this to try this themselves. Oh, heck no. I'm pointing it out so that we can understand a little bit of the technology that goes into unjacketing a unit properly cleaning the coils because there's different methods depending upon the type of coil and <laughs> the hardest part getting all those screws back in getting yeah. it back Manu- together i think the manufacturer made all those screws colored to look just like the grass or something <laughs> because it seems like every time you lose one or two so you had a, a bag of them sitting in your truck you could replace um no 100 percent don't recommend it uh, this is more of it just to let you know if you decide you want to be that guy that wants to try it you know uh, more power to you i'd rather you try something than, than not do anything at all but back to back to that um what we 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 give a 10-year parts warranty and, and we sell a labor warranty but in that warranty it's, it's just like a car and an oil change you have to have a scheduled maintenance done and you have to have paperwork paper trail to show that right um, so, yeah, we recommend 100% um, to do that. Now, the manufacturers are cracking down way harder than they used to. I know 15 years ago, we that spiel would come out, and we'd say, hey, you have to have this thing serviced. You know, it has to have a paper trail if you want to get a mm-hmm. warranty. And then somebody would call in and say, yeah, well, I got a motor that's bad. You look in the history, and they haven't seen it since we put it in. And, and we'd still do it for them. But right. that was because the manufacturers didn't crack down. Now the manufacturers are really hardcore on this. So any provider you use... Make sure to have it done. You know, I tell everybody that that has it installed by us, you're not required to have it serviced from us, but to maintain this warranty, you have to have some kind of paper trail. I always tell people automotive, have to show an oil change. You know, you have to show a tire rotation. You have to show all this being done in order to get your warranty that you paid for. Right. Absolutely. More in seconds. Stay with us here on Around Your Kansas Home. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Hi, I'm Nick McCart at Blue Dot Services. Do you have plumbing in your home? So if you're like most people, you probably don't even worry about your plumbing until there's water on the floor, there's no hot water, the drains are backing up, or you've got water in your front yard. You're either having these problems or you're going to. 785-272-1633 or bluedotkansas.com or you're going to. Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on with Blue Dot. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home, joined in studio by Nick and Garrett McCart from Blue Dot Services here in Topeka. We're talking air conditioning. I'm certainly aware of the heat and the humidity that we've had this week, particularly it's that time of year. So if we go backwards to the fall, Every year on the program, we have, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I mention it. I mention it to a point that some people go, oh, now, come on. I've unhooked my garden hose. Quit mentioning that. Nick, let's spend a little bit of time on the fall. You unhook your garden hose. If you don't, the thing's going to freeze. It's going to split. And then in the spring, what happens? The HVAC guy comes out to clean that outdoor unit. Right. Break that that down for us. Well, our HVAC guy shows up. 
to clean your air conditioner and he gets the hose out and to, to clean the cotton or the whatever the dirt off of the outdoor coil and he turns on the hose to start doing his job and over the winter that hose bib had frozen and broke and while he's outside cleaning the coil your basement's flooding um, one recommendation i can make is if you got an ac guy there taking care of stuff and you hear the water running it might be worth your time to run down in the basement to make sure something didn't freeze and break over the winter because um, my HVAC guy is not going to go looking for that right he assumes when he hooks up to that garden hose that all is well that's right and when you have a hydrant that freezes in the winter you don't know that that pipe's broken because it only leaks when, when you turn, turn the on. hose back on That's because correct. of where that stop is located. That can be absolutely a, a disaster, oh, in, especially in a finished basement. Yep. That's where it usually happens. Garrett, I don't want to get into superheat and subcooling. We don't need to get that deep. But let's go into the, the, the things that occur during a check and service on an air conditioner that are a little deeper than just cleaning the coil. What are some other things that you're looking at and testing for? Uh, obviously, you're going to check all the components that, that run that thing. So uh, you're going to check an amp draw on the compressor. Uh, you're going to make so sure. So let's, let's take that apart for a second. You're going <clears> to <throat> check amp draw on the compressor. I, I think it's important to spend a few minutes on this. When people look at paying you for a service of checking my air conditioner, this is not a process where you're going to connect to that motor and go, yep, it's got amp draw. You're going to do what with that amperage and why is that important based on the tolerance of the draw of that motor and what does it mean if it's out of tolerance or getting close? So it's got a parameters that it's supposed to draw amp wise. Um, if it's over amping, that's, that tells you that there's, there's something serious going on. Now, I'm going to tell you like a doctor, it's like practicing medicine. Could I tell you exactly what's going on? No. But I can tell you that, that if it's not drawing amps in the parameters that it's rated for, then there's obviously something going on, and we dig deeper than that. Sure. Um, it could just be old age. You know, I mean, the windings could be going bad in that thing. Um, if it's over amping, it, it's usually an indication that it's probably on its way out here soon. Uh, you also want to check the amp draw on the motor. Obviously, the condenser fan motor, you want to check and make sure the amp draw is good on there. There's parameters on that. There's there's an over amperage and under, under amperage. Sure. Um, and then also you want to check microfarads on your capacitor, your start and run capacitor for both the compressor and the fan motor, and make sure that those are within the percentage that, that it's rated for. Right. So you check all those out. Check the contactor. Make sure it's not pitted. Make sure it's making good connection on the contactor. Um, those are all real important things that we check. Uh, make sure connections are tight. You know, we're going to snug up snug up everything we can, check the wire nuts, make sure those are good, got good connection. The reason we do all that is is because, you know, who, who's to say if we didn't do any of that um, and, and your, your air conditioner goes out sometime in that summer, uh, we always get the same, same, same phone call. Your guy was just out here. So if we could have given you an indication that, hey, you know, it shows here that, that you know your compressor was overamping and it wasn't in the parameters um we saw this kind of coming ahead of time and we normally most of the time we we try our best to let you know that while we're there that that this system's doing this um but again it's like it's like a doctor i mean we're practicing medicine i i usually tell people because i can i don't like promising anything when i tell somebody hey you know this thing's on on the cusp of overamping it's just outside the parameters 
I've seen him run another three years. I've seen him run another three hours. I mean, right. it, it, you really don't know. You don't know. But the thing is, at least you have a gauge. So when you go to the doctor's office, you keep right. using the example <clears throat> of the doctor, which is so, so true. What is the first thing you do when they call your name? They get your height, weight, blood pressure, pulse. They're getting a parameter right. on your systems. Does Do they know when you're going to have a heart attack? No. Those are signals. Those are right. signs exactly like what you're talking about. When you find out that you are overdrawing amperage and you let the owner know you may have this problem, it's really difficult for that owner to call you on the 4th of July when you're closed and you have an overtime technician trying to explain how come he didn't tell me this was going to quit on the 4th of July? Right. I mean, that's when it when it manifests is, you know, Murphy follows certain things around. It's going to manifest on a Friday night, on a holiday, on a weekend. That's when you're going to be without air conditioning. That professional technician is looking at the at the, at those parameters and telling you, "We may seriously want to look at this and that will avoid those after-hours questions." <clears throat> I, yeah. f I find it interesting when we have a new system installed. It's been only a year since we had it put in. It's only been 12 months. But if we really dig into it, I, I think I think life goes faster than we might really realize it does. And if we get to the brass tacks of it, it wasn't 12 months ago. It was maybe 36 or more months ago. Well, and, and we lost that year. Yeah, twenty twenty. So absolutely, that year was lost. I mean, that, that year's gone. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of things didn't get serviced or checked or cleaned during that year. Uh, we had a lot of people to just just we had them on the schedule, and they said, "Nope, I don't want you out here because you know, COVID, etc." Sure, sure, absolutely. So when that <clears throat> didn't happen, and we think it's only been twelve months, we haven't just missed one oil change; we've missed three. Yeah. If you put this in perspective, I know you've referred to a doctor a lot, so let's let's turn this into an athlete, okay? You can be the toughest, strongest, you can go to the weight room, you can you can get your cardio at its maximum where you could run from here to Lawrence and back twice with no problem. Try running from here to Lawrence and back with the dirtiest, nastiest towel you've ever seen smashed over your face. And that's what that. we're asking. <laughs> That is exactly what we're asking that outdoor unit to do. Right, we right. want you to perform. I want you to reject the heat. I want you to expel the heat from the refrigerant, but I'm going to hinder you by coating you in cottonwood. Cottonwood, right. and if you think that um, your air conditioner is really clean because there's no fin tubes left on it and you have a dog, um, that could also be a problem. You see a lot of air oh, yeah. conditioners that are destroyed from, yeah. from dogs and urine and things like that. And probably another point, when you're doing the thing that we all absolutely love this time of year, we're getting back into the habit of mowing. And maybe we've mowed once or twice, but now what's it time to do? Now it's time to bust out that weed eater. Garrett, talk a little bit about the weed eater and what occurs around the outdoor unit with wiring, with things flying into the unit. Let's talk a little bit about what you should and shouldn't do with that weed eater around the condensing unit. Well, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd never weed eat again in my entire <laughs> life. But obviously, we want the yards to look nice. Um, you know, the weed eater is is to make it look nice around there. Um, 
to, to avoid this, you know, a lot of people, what they like to do is put some landscaping around there and some rocks or some mulch or something to where you don't have to have a weed eater around uh, your low-voltage wiring or your unit. Right. I recommend that. If, you, if, if you're not a landscaping guy, which is like me, then, then just be careful when you go around there. Um, a lot of those clippings get up in there and tucked, tucked down inside the jacket. A lot of what I've ran into is it's really weird as wasps, for some reason, in the last couple of years, like to build nests in, in spots in those units that I I don't don't know what their deal is with that, but they sure do like to, and you can't even see them half the time until you unjacket it. Um, but yeah, be careful with the weed eater. You have a low-voltage wiring uh, that runs, usually supposed to run alongside that, that refrigerant piping that's got the, the black insulation or whatever color they use. Right. Um, and just be careful around there, and don't. And you obviously don't want to hit the air conditioner. I mean, that's that seems like it's a, a common sense thing. Uh, there's behind that aluminum fin. There's there's the copper tubes that have the refrigerant. Um, if you smash those fin tubes, that's uh, obviously restricting air. That's worse than dirt. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, be careful. I've I've seen a guy with a pressure washer. Um, called us up and said, you know, I decided to clean their, the, the air conditioner because it wasn't cooling well, and, and now it won't run. And I mean, it's that, amazing the that damage. Guy had it flattened. He did a good job. Yeah. He hit every inch of that air conditioner <laughs> with that pressure washer. And I mean, it was flattened. Well, and, the two benefits uh, to that. I mean, if we're honest about it, you you do kill those wasps when you hit it with a power washer oh, yeah. that hard, and you ensure you're going to have a new air conditioner after this event. Stay with us more with Nick and Garrett from Blue Dot when we return in seconds here on Around Your Kansas Home. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Are you considering a renovation or construction project in the Topeka area and looking for an easier way to complete your project? Locally owned Topeka Wind Supply is here and ready to help you select the right products. Then we supply area professionals the products you picked out on time. From a small renovation to a large commercial construction project, the Topeka Wind Supply team is ready to help you invest wisely in products that will last but don't break the bank. Doing a project yourself often results in wishing that you hadn't. As members of the Topeka Area Building Association, we supply the most professional contractors in the area that are ready to partner with you to complete your project on time and on budget. Imagine the taste of your dinner from an entire new kitchen or unwinding in a new custom bathroom. Let's leave doing it yourself to picking out colors and styles. Tell your contractor you want to pick things out at Topeka Wind Supply or just come see us. We have lots of referrals for you. Topeka Wind Supply, 3721 Southwest South Park Avenue, TopekaWindSupply.com. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying with us here on Around Your Kansas Home. I would encourage you to go to our website, AroundYourKansasHome.com. Click on Ask Charlie. We'd love to have your questions, and I will get those forwarded over to Nick and Garrett at Blue Dot. I appreciate you guys joining me this morning. You guys are awesome. I mean, Saturday morning and you're here. Love it. I know. Only for you. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Dig that hole. Only for you. So let's... um, Let's let's cover something that we haven't yet, and I feel amiss because I should have covered this a long time ago. Uh, we've covered everything from the basics of moving heat to the maintenance aspect to new systems. If someone wants to get in contact with you, 
How do they do that? Telephone number? 785-272-1633. Um, through, between 7 and 5, we'll answer the phones. Uh, there's websites you can click on our website. And you can put a request for uh, service or just a phone call. Let's talk about that for a second. Website. What is your web address? Uh, BlueDotKansas.com. BlueDotKansas.com. It sounds like you've gotten a lot more digital. You said you can schedule a service call right through the website? This is correct. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's your name and your address and phone number and a brief description of what's going on. And we catch those and usually try to call that same morning or the next day or whenever we get them. We have after hours, 24 service. So if you call after hours and don't get us, you'll get our answering service. If you're a blue customer, you'll get right to a technician. If you're not, we'll still take the information and we'll reach out to you that very next day to see what we can do to get you on the schedule sure. and get you helped out. Absolutely. You know, that's probably a good time to transition when you say we'll get you on the schedule. The goal you have would be to take care of every customer the second that they have an issue. Here's kind of a weird thing. When it gets hot, it is Kansas, right? So everybody has heard the phrase, it's you're going to need your winter coat this morning, your umbrella about 10, and by 3 o'clock you'll be in shorts and flip-flops. Yep. Okay. We never know what day that's going to happen, but it always catches us by surprise. What are some things that we should have done already before that heat hits to figure this out? I, I think, you know, I still do it myself but you know try to turn on your air conditioner you know days before if you're looking at the forecast like me i'm a weather guy because obviously my job kind of revolves around the weather sure and how we need to be prepared but you know turn on that air conditioner days before you know i, I can tell you that before this monday uh, if you would have called me on thursday um i could have been out that day if not the next day because we, we, we you know we weren't inundated with any kind of calls for for cooling um, and we could have came out and, and taken care of it then, uh, and you wouldn't have been putting on a list. I know that talking to customers, you know, I I, I take calls. We field calls where I'm at, so um, it's not just a, a CSR. You know, everybody helps out there. And and the calls that I've I've fielded uh, this week, a lot of people told me, you know, they 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 turned their air conditioner on for the first time and then didn't didn't come on. And I even tell them on the phone, you know. It's and it's not a la a tongue lashing from me or, or I'm you know trying to to reprimand anything but you know turn that air conditioner on days ahead if you're if you know it's going to get really hot you know I know the weatherman's terrible at being correct <laughs> but but if it's even showing anything close to 90s I mean let's let's try to turn that on a couple of days in advance and see if that thing's working we could pick on the weatherman a little bit if we wanted to I mean what other career can you be wrong that often and still be employed. If I could give 10%, I was going to get something done, and, and it happened, and I could say, see, I told you 10%, or it didn't happen, and I said, hey, there's only 10% chance, I would take that job every uh, day of the there week. There you long. go. Because here's what never happens. The weatherman does not have to take that phone call that says, hey, you told me, and it didn't happen. He doesn't have to take that phone call. But when you <clears throat> set someone up with a brand-new heating and air conditioning system, I'm assuming you mentioned something about blue customer. Let's take that apart a little bit. What is the benefit to being that blue customer? Well, it's going to get you on the top of the list ahead of any customers that aren't the blue customer. It's going to get you a discounted service call, discounted parts. Um, basically, the hourly rate is going to be discounted, right. and you'll probably just be treated a little bit better. And as for being in line, to, to actually getting out there and getting you taken care of. So, so let's go a little deeper. I'm assuming you would offer an annual agreement where yeah. I, as the end user, 
Uh, I mean, I hate to spell it out like this, but if every end user is honest, we're all busy. We're living our lives. We're not thinking about the AC system like you guys think about every day. If I don't have you calling me to say, hey, we're, we're ready to schedule your annual checkup, yeah, you'll get- I'm going to forget, and then I'm going to be the guy that calls you the hottest day of the year. I just turned my air conditioner on yesterday, and it's not working, and you just put it in. You're going to dig into your computer and find out you put it in for me four years ago, and I said it was just last year because it's not my fault. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm living my life. Sounds to me like a benefit of being a blue customer is I really don't have to worry about the air conditioner. You guys are going to call me. Right, that's correct. Well, if you get if you're a blue customer, we're scheduled with three appointments. We come out in the fall, check the furnace. We come out in the spring, check the air conditioner, and you also get a plumbing inspection once a year with that. Um, and if you, those are we call you to schedule those things so that you don't have to think sure. about it. Absolutely, and not thinking about it's the key. Getting it taken care of is the key. You know, Garrett, when we were talking about sizing systems, and and looking at the home, you mentioned a lot of things about how you live. And, guys, I failed to convert this when we look at the outdoor unit. How your home lives is something else that's crucial. So often, an outdoor unit, well, I don't want to look at that. So let's put a fence on two sides of it, and then let's put a bush on the third side. So I've closed this unit in. It's not able to breathe. Some other things, cottonwood trees in the area. When you walk out your back door a certain time of year and it looks like you need the snow shovel because you've got three inches of cotton on the ground, what does that mean to our system? Uh, terrible on our system. I know this weekend it was snowing when I walked out on my back porch, or I would say snowing, but that's that cottonwood blowing. There's yep. a ton of them on my block, mm-hmm. and, I mean, you could literally walk out, and it's it's going everywhere. And it's about twice a year it, it really does that. Right. Um, and what that does is, is if to get as little technical as I can, as your air conditioner works, uh, if you ever get a chance, put your put your hand over the top and you can feel airflow coming out of the top of mm-hmm. it, right? If you were a kid like me, you used to make the, the robot noises when you talk into it, um, whatever you wanted to say. <laughs> what do you mean as a kid? I just uh, did that the oh. other day. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So anyways, uh, how that works is it's drawing air through the sides and pushing it out the top, right? Well, we're through the through the fins, across the, the refrigerant lines, and out the top. So while that thing's running, I'm, I mean, I'm a real stiffler. When, when I saw Cottonwood running, I told my wife I'm turning that air conditioner off because right. all that is is a vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is. I've, I've seen it firsthand. It will find a way to suck as much of that Cottonwood up and plug that thing up um, and added added... Added stress to everything on that, that air conditioner at that point. You know, I, I've, I've been in the industry a long time, and I've never thought of that analogy, and you just made a light bulb come on in my head. So let's say we're vacuuming our floor with that upright vacuum cleaner at home, and we're try- we keep driving over this item that we're trying to vacuum up, and the vacuum cleaner is making the same sound that it made last week and or the last time we used it. But that item that we're trying to vacuum up is moving. It, it, it seems to relocate, but it's not going in the vacuum. <laughs> right. And then we unplug the vacuum, we take the canister we off or look it. at the filter, and yeah. we go, oh, well, no wonder this thing wasn't working, and we clean the filter. That would be representative of 
the outdoor unit not being able to breathe, the indoor unit being able to breathe. But here's the point. If you really go back and you think about the activity of cleaning that filter, now the vacuum's clean. We plug it back in and we hit that switch. What do we notice except the fact we can literally hear the suction? We notice a different sound to the motor. That analogy explains in detail something, Garrett, you mentioned early on about checking amp draw on the motor. Right. That vacuum cleaner, before you cleaned the filter, was drawing a whole lot more amps yes. than once you got that once opened you, up. Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit about other things that we might not think about and why it might be a problem. I had a picture sent, charlie at arangiacansashome.com, about a month ago, and it said, something's wrong in this photo. What do you think? And that outdoor unit was tipped clear back because the backfill had settled on the pad. We've got stress on the lines. We have issues with the compressor. Being, why would you want to make sure your unit's level outside? There's, there's oil in the refrigerant. I don't know if, if anybody knows that, but there's oil in the refrigerant. Um, it's like a refrigerator. Would you, would you run your refrigerator, you know, tilted to however many degrees left, right. right, back? Right. It needs to be level. Also, those fan blades, everything in an air conditioner is, is set, specced to run, uh, and they, they check it in the factory to run in a, a perfect setting. Obviously, we don't have that. But being level, having the best airflow, having room around it, no bushes, no everything, uh, makes everything work to what they tell you a certain sear rating or efficiency is. Once you change any of that, it changes not only the efficiency, but it changes the function of that it works and how hard you're working something. So try to make everything level as you can. Keep the space. Keep it clean. Keep it clear. Get it maintenanced. Um, and, and everything's going to get what the sticker tells you. Sure. Um, if you don't do any of that, whatever was sold to you probably aren't getting what you were sold. Air conditioning. Such a difficult topic to cover in 60 minutes. We hadn't even broken down things like sear ratings, the differences between air conditioning and heat pumps. The, the, there's the, and there's a whole new topic of the mini-split technology. Yes. There's so much we haven't covered. Here's the cool thing. If we have questions about that, it's going to be specific to your Kansas home. Give Blue Dot a call. That number again is? 785-272-1633. Or, better yet, let's go digital and electronic and let's go to the website, which is? Blue.Kansas.com. Thanks for staying with us. On behalf of our audio engineer, Roger Heaton, our digital engineer, Mike Bascom, the show's executive producer, Mr. Tim Coling, I'm Charlie Campbell. We'll see you next week for another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. This has been Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Tune in every week for more tips to keep your Kansas home looking great. Around Your Kansas Home is a presentation of AM 580 WIBW at FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at AroundYourKansasHome.com.